welcome to the We're Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode 52 of the We're Live Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Live audio drama. I'm Mick. And I'm Redbeard. Is it? It's, a, it's 51, isn't it? 51, I believe, was when you released today. Lies, you tell me! Hmm. <laughs> oh, I stand corrected. All right, episode well, you can sit corrected, 52. too, because I don't want you standing this whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> In today's episode, spoiler warning, we'll be covering Chapter 47, Part 2, The Lion's Den. Dot, 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 prepare yourself. Prepare yourself! <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> so we got any news? We've got, we will have some news after the uh, coverage of the show, and we have some corrections right now. Got some corrections? Yes, some corrections yes. and clarifications. <laughs> Casey Wayland says, uh, Otto didn't know until the art came out. So I'll bet he was pleasantly surprised. Remember last week we were talking about that? Yes. Wondering if he knew and all that. Also, uh, Casey commented on, I said there's a nuclear reactor on Curiosity. That's awesome. Don't have to worry about radiation leaks. Then I thought about that. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if that sounds right. So I had to look it up to be sure. And it's, I'm, they wouldn't call it exactly a nuclear reactor, but it is a nuclear, it is nuclear powered. It's a, got a radioisotope. Thermal, <laughs> thermal electric generator. Yeah, I'm reading that. Uh, and so it's, it's a Pelter device hooked up to a radioactive element. Yeah, and it has a minimum life minimum lifetime of 14 years. Hmm. It's pretty sweet. Still, I mean, wow. That's pretty awesome. Right, and but I bet you could make one of those. You bet I could not make one of those. Could no, that you could. You become think the next could? radioactive Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just paint some of that radium. Or lipstick or something, who knows. Oh, wow, yeah, that sucks. That would, oh my gosh, those women, poor women died horribly. Oh, on to lighter subjects, <laughs> zombies. Uh, <laughs> Casey also mentions, we talked about Randy's scar, not knowing if it had been mentioned or not. He says a tattoo isn't explicitly mentioned, but described as a dark area. He thinks chapter 36. Yeah. Uh, there's also some minor corrections, but those are just things we might hear later, and he'll save it for the last show Q&A. Sweet. And yeah. let's see. Oh, he also that. asked how he could support our trip out and asked if we had a site. And I pointed him to um, mickred.com, you know, we'realive.mickred.com, with the support our show link up top that <laughs> has the funny title to it. Love that. What else? Um, the Joker cutting his face reference. Hmm? Arkham's Razor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, apparently I said that and did not catch myself saying that. I had to go back and listen to it before I'd believe I said that. So, yes, Arkham's Razor. The razors that the Joker used to cut his smile. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. You know, we record late, and whenever you said that, alarms were going off in my head, and I was like, that's not it, but I couldn't think. <laughs> All I could think was Arkham's Razor. I was like, I cannot think, I cannot recall what the actual name is. It's <laughs> Occam's so, Razor. Occam's Razor. <laughs> but still, I, I knew what you meant, 
And <laughs> I was searching high and low, and I was like, I just, then I was thinking, well, nobody else is saying anything. I'm just not going to say it because I'll be searching for the word for five minutes. Who did point that out? Was that Doofus? No, sir. That was Funky Dung. That was Funky Dung. <laughs> yeah. At least it was a slip up with a nerd reference. Yes. Thanks for keeping <laughs> us honest there. He does that very well. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate it. We got another iTunes rating. I believe it was five stars. There wasn't a review left, so I'm not sure, but it bumped us up to 25 five-star ratings, which is really cool. It was very cool. And um, so to tease the news section that comes later, we do have a little bit of new information regarding the finale uh, Casey released today, and if you have been watching for that, you may have seen it, but there's some really cool stuff that he was talking about, and I'm pretty much going to just share most of that he said, and also some cool news about uh, how our fan cast is going to be involved in all this, too. So we'll talk about that in the news section. Yes. And if you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. You ready to prepare yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to boy scout it up and <laughs> always be prepared with a oh. C4 robot. <laughs> Everyone should have one. <laughs> oh! And speaking of, I think we talked about it a long time ago, Casey and Robots. Do you remember this one? Yeah, we we may have talked about it before, but the robot, uh, Blinky? Yes, Blinky the was it, Robot. Was it Blinky? Yeah. What, what was it called? Hold on a second. Yeah, look, check that out, man. I don't remember exactly. I think it was Blinky. I remember we were watching that, and I was showing uh, our friend Ender, um... <laughs> And I'd already seen it a couple times, but we were just kind of talking about it after it was over. And the credits were flying by, and I was like, wait a second, that's Casey Wayland. Yeah, it was Blinky. Oh my gosh. If you have not watched that, you need to go out and do it. Oh, I never even put two and two together when they started talking about Cody. But it's just a funny little reference now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I forget how... how I, know, I remember how it ends. I forget how it gets there, exactly. I think mm. he's... Yeah, I don't remember. It's pretty it's pretty good. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hadn't seen it yet. No, go check Google Blinky the Robot. Oh man. It's a <laughs> nice really high quality video. It really sure. is. I can't remember exactly what Casey did. He may have done some sound stuff. I'm not sure, but I it think was really he was good. a sound engineer on it. Yeah. Love it. He hasn't ever responded to that. Maybe he hadn't listened and heard us talk about that before. Well, hopefully he hears it this time. So I meant I I, I wanted back then I wanted to ask him about it. And I've forgotten since then. Mm -hmm. So, very cool. <laughs> it's a messed up voice, too. <laughs> yeah. Your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> so, you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Ready for some scene Uno. <clears throat> Tanya and CJ and I guess Kelly and Pegs and group talking to Michael, who's on the radio. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, the radio. Yeah, one of the or, things... Or sir? phone, or whatever it is. Right. First thing that caught my eye here was uh, talking again about using these symbols, and they're worried that he'll just find they'll just find the way around it, which makes sense. I mean, eventually they'll find the way around it and, and adapt, as they've been doing so well. But I still think, I mean, come on, use it. What, what could hurt? What well, could it hurt? I don't know. I'm a safe haven. Crawl inside me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought it was really 
it was a little funny the way they kind of presented the idea of putting Cody into the tunnel because it, it was already on the table as an option. And CJ said, you know, brought it up again as one entrance still open. And so I thought that was kind of funny, but I, I guess it needed to come up again. I don't know. Hmm. What? What? What part was still open? You're talking about the option of having Cody go into the tunnel, right? I thought that was already on the table as an option. It was. I think she was just asking if he could get into this particular tunnel. Oh, okay. Michael okay. thought that. Yeah, I was looking into that too much. And to go back to what we just said, they're not crawling inside of Randy with this symbol on his face. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um. They, they talk about the cracks at Ground Zero. We get more in-story clarification from at least Tanya, who doesn't think that the tunnels connect with whatever it is under Ground Zero. Did you, before we get to that, did you hear Vic say no to the scuba gear real quick? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, not that again. You tried to kill me last time. Remember how that went. I don't think that's ever been answered, but, you know, there's a lot of question whether or not she did that on purpose. I've seen a couple, a couple people mention that as some interesting theories. <laughs> yes. So he may have thought that too and said, no. <laughs> I think he just saw it as faulty equipment. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to mess with that. Well, no, they found out it wasn't when he was down there with uh, Tanya. Mirror was just loose. Yeah. It could, I mean, I'm just saying, whatever he thinks it is, it, it might, he might just think it was not put on, not put together correctly. I don't know. True, true. Might have been a smart zombie going in there too. Smart zombie going in there and undoing her scuba tanks? Yes. <laughs> it's as plausible as anything else. Let's throw out anything. Right. <laughs> so cracks is around the ground zero. Sorry about that. No, that's all. Uh, just kind of touching here and there and all that. Yeah, Tanya kind of confirming that ground zero is too far from their current location for it to be tunnels linked all the way to there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um... Again, talking about gas coming from something that died. Possibly. Yeah. Like old, old, Peg says. Mm-hmm. Like, how long? How long has it been there? But TJ, CJ didn't want them to continue on a rabbit hole, so. Go, go, go! Yeah, I'm just trying to pick out any other interesting points from here. We've got uh, the little moment again at the end of this scene with Tanya wanting to get a moment alone and to talk to Saul, but he's not wanting to talk to her yet. Nope. So Tanya is sad. (laughs) (laughs) That's my final note for the scene. (laughs) T is sad. How insightful. (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor open parentheses face. You know, since we're about to go to another scene, it kind of applies here, but there kept being these long pauses without any voice or anything. You just heard, like, background noise. It's like, ooh, what's going to happen? Ooh, what's going to happen? It happened a couple times. Yeah, there was some tension build up a few different places in this episode that I'm not used to, of uh, that sort of thing happening. Like, oh, what's what's going on? <laughs> Awkward silence. It's weird. Felt kind of like hope there for a second. Didn't wasn't sure what was hap- going to happen. <sighs> Ready to move on to Bert and Riley? I am. I, I'm, I was letting you take the lead. It sounded like you. Oh yeah. Okay. I was a. Uh, This opens up with another one of those weird little quiet spots where, you know, you're just sitting there guessing, you know, and I don't even know what's going to happen. So I'm just 
you know, I normally talk about, I'll write down the scene first, but like, I don't know what, what scene this is. So I'm just like, okay, truck door, foot, <laughs> footprints on a gravelly place, and then wood. And I'm like, are we at the cabin? Yeah, that, that's what I was sure doing enough. too. <laughs> yeah, Bert and Riley. And so I guess Bert's been, they've raided this cabin. I wonder what kind of good stuff they found other than the meds in the bathroom. What's I'm found, sure they found some good stuff. And whatever's left of the really old whiskey. If there's anything left at all. Oh, yeah. They probably didn't pour that all out for their TARDIS, homie. (laughs) Probably (laughs) not. (laughs) So, yeah, they're getting ready to leave. They talked about going to Dunbar, the colony, before they head to the fire station. And then leaving completely. Yeah, Riley's not having any of that, though. No, she said. She just wants to get out of Dodge. And I thought when I was listening to this, I was like, oh, finally. Somebody thinking it might be a good idea to leave. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, she's regretting killing Tardust and is really seeing Scratch in herself. Mm. That's gotta hurt. Yeah, killed the straight defenseless man. I'm I'm glad that she sees it this way at least. Yeah, there's, she's still human. And she's and I guess one separate one thing we could separate her from Scratch would be that she's a. Uh, not still like, we gotta go, okay, alright, time to go find Scratch now. You know, she's not still one-track mind like that. She's actually having to stop back and kind of take an inventory yeah. of what have I been doing and what am I going to continue to do from this point after that. Let's see. Yeah, so she, uh, Riley goes on to blame herself a little bit for Lizzie, saying that, you know, if they had stayed, then maybe she would still be there. Lizzie would still be there. Which, uh... It, I, I could see that as likely. What do you think? Bert and Riley stay back and they're not out here doing this thing. They've got a couple extra guns to help out. Or they would have had extra help to get the medical equipment back from the hospital it, the first time. It, it's so... I don't know. It's it's probably would have happened anyways. Okay. Just because, I mean, it's hard to perform you know, surgery in those conditions, just with all the fighting going on around you in the first no, place. I'm saying, There's not a whole lot of locking the hospital down. I'm saying they wouldn't have had to have been at the hospital because they could have gotten the gear back in the first place. Saying uh, there, there could have been so many other options other than the options they were given and presented. Well, well, in that case, you could blame CJ, too, for letting them take all the medical equipment out to the sub-colonies. Okay, so you're not wanting to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I don't know. You can't predict that in the first place. And I don't know. I think they should have never been put in that situation. They should have never depleted everything out of uh, the colony and put it out of the, the subcolonies. I mean, because those people are going to be safer anyways, just because they're not near ground zero, not not nearly as close, at least. I've had a problem with that for since that happened. So I can't let that go. All right, so Bert and Riley stay back. Uh, you don't see any difference there. I, I say that there could, they could have had some other options, and Riley is um, not completely off point with this musing. Now, I mean, there's not a lot you can do with that in her yeah, position, I mean, but I was just thinking it would be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it, but it, it's silly to point all the blame there. Absolutely. Sure is. So. 
Alright, so I guess what I guess their plan leaving out from here is Bert is going to uh kind of alert, you know, people as to what their motivations are and what they're gonna be doing. And you know, so they don't just bug out like before without letting anybody know. And so they're planning planning on leaving. Zero to one hundred. One hundred being they get out of there just like they planned. What do you think happens? <laughs> they're gonna show up when all hell is breaking loose. I don't, is that acceptable? No, probably not. Well, do you? Th- uh, they'll probably they're probably gonna show up in time for whatever the fallout is from them attacking the tunnels and be right in the middle of the mix. So it sounds like you're like me, zero percent chance they follow through with this plan. <laughs> yes, being held up. I don't think they're ever gonna make it to a comfortable goodbye setting. I think they're gonna be thrown right into the fire, 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 fire. 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 A firefight. An ice ice. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't... Um, the only other scenario I could see is if they... You know, only scenario I could see them getting away would be if they were going to be a, a side story for a new story. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be resolved in this one. <laughs> yeah. I... I... I think if uh, anything continues on with We're Alive in the same universe, it'll be a completely separate group of people. Is that what you're alluding to? Right. That is. That is. And, okay, so we're ready to go to... And we're only eight minutes and something into this show so far. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Because the next scene started around 8.40 when they're at... I just have listed Michael's location. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wasn't sure exactly where they were. But this is where CJ and crew meet up with Michael, Vic, and Saul. Got the vehicle noise and CJ pulling up with the scoop gear. Oh no. Yeah. And this is another one where you could hear the vehicle coming up, but you could also hear someone there already. I was like, ooh, what's this? Is someone waiting to ambush them? What's going to happen? Is somebody going to snipe them? Nope, nope. Just just waiting for the scoop gear. <laughs> And I just realized, uh, if there are new listeners, what we're talking about the scuba gear is last season, whenever Saul and Vic went down on the ground zero, and Vic's scuba tank was not working correctly, and he got some of the gas and almost didn't make it out of there. And there's been some theories talked about how, since CJ is some kind of master planner, (laughs) maybe she had something to do with sabotaging them. Since it would seem in her character that she would have checked and double-checked and triple-checked everything. I mean, she doesn't miss a detail. Right. I forget like, there could be people that would hear this and we and maybe uh, haven't heard us talk about this before. Yeah. Like Tanya, uh, CJ knowing about Tanya and her blood levels and testing them. And, well, CJ spying on everybody with her cameras. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little far-fetched that she would miss a loose regulator. Especially when she got up at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and was already working on all this stuff. <clears throat> Gonna get Saul all to herself. <laughs> Still might be a chance of that. <laughs> oh, I th- we'll talk about that later. Yep. I think so. So scuba gear, night vision goggles, and little yes. flashlights with lenses. And Pegs made red armbands with this, this new symbol. And this symbol, Casey's released a picture of it on the forums. We also put it on the We Are Live Fancast Facebook page to try to get maximum dissemination of this image. But it was the it's the rainbow, three lines of a rainbow up top, and then the five lines coming to a point at the bottom. Um, 
It's, this is going to be on this armband, which is so cool because that is genius merchandising, I think. I, I want it. I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a... Uh, you know... Okay, so if I'm making this with my hand, have you thought about this already? You kind of use your middle three fingers to scoop the rainbow line out <laughs> and an arch, right? Taste the rainbow. Right. And then what you're going to do is, like, imagine you're just putting your whole hand in the sand for the five fingers, five things to a point. Put your all your digits into the sand and then bring them down to a point. And that left side's a little bit shorter than the rest of them, you know. And there's one of the other ones, of the other points that's a little bit shorter. And I was just kind of picturing somebody just sticking their hand down and bringing it all down to a point to make that symbol. I wonder if I that's guess, how it's done. I guess I uh, didn't spend enough time at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Sand, you can use any medium you like. <laughs> you can put, paint, put some paint on your fingers. Some blood on your fingers. I don't know. Yes, everybody has that. So this is a pretty cool idea. And yes, I do want one. I want an armband. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll give pegs. For, I'll give it to pegs for that one. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Tanya went to talk to Saul. I don't have any notes for that. Did you have anything to say? <laughs> it was some funny commentary in there. But, you know, Michael did a poor job stitching up Saul and she said that some of the, the stitches are good. Saul said those are the ones he did himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I love that. He he Saul put, you know, he he laid a blow on her about Lizzie saying, "Are you sure you can do this?" I was like, "Oh, ouch." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she isn't having it either. You know, says to do it himself. Yeah, and she's, you know, at one point she kind of waits for Saul to ask her to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think this this is good because this clearly shows he he wants to live and he doesn't have a death wish, which I've kind of been thinking, you don't have a death wish, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one, right? Because I don't think you do, but... Did you have it? If you had one, I would kind of understand, but you don't have a de- death wish, right? So he didn't have one. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that, that's a good insight. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't look at it like that, but yeah, that's a very good point. Other thing, now Michael, I would want him to stitch me up on the in the best of circumstances, but Saul also mentions that he was careful not to get the blood on himself, which I think was probably a really good thing for Michael to try not to do. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's immune blood. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Rub it all over yourself. Which brings us to the next topic: the Skittles. You know, everybody, the questioning about the blood transfusions, and uh, Tanya's quick to say that Datu's blood wasn't the same type or compatible with theirs, and that uh, if they both are immune, then it's genetic and not in the blood. Yeah, um, I would still think that scientists would want to look at that blood to see what they could learn from it, <laughs> to try to make, to see what how the antibodies work or what they could pull from it. To find well, out how to cure somebody, but um, don't I don't think, think they have those certain types of uh, equipment. Yes, to do that. And I think she's looked at the blood as much as possible with the, the equipment they do have, the mass spectrometer, and you know, and trying to get a an answer for it, but wasn't able to. But uh, you know, I think this is Casey's way of saying it's genetics. Well, they just mix the two bloods together, like put it in, in a shaker cup, right? And they can put it back in. I'm not sure how this works. 
<laughs> Shake your cup. <laughs> Just put it in your highball glass. Shake it up a little bit. <laughs> like you're mixing a martini. Well, they could. Why don't they just drink it then? <laughs> that's that's a different way to metabolize it. Yes. <laughs> just don't drink too much at once. So everything seems to be going well with this conversation until Tanya asks if uh, Nicholas is immune too, and you know Saul does not want to talk about Nicholas at all at this point, and. Tanya takes it as he's wanting to distance himself from from Nicholas and and his you know her his mom, but this is we find out that this is not the case that he needs to have his mind in the right place because he wants to make sure without a doubt that this gets taken care of to secure you know Nicholas's future, you know a safe future. Yes, because and when Tanya mentions there's other people other options. Tanya, uh, Saul was like, yeah, and they can just screw it up. <laughs> and I second that. We need Saul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can he can take care of business, man. And then Tanya goes Star Wars on us, and she says, I got a bad feeling. All I can picture is C-3- C-3PO. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. I didn't catch it like that, but there was a lot of people in the forums that made tons of Star Wars references. Did they? Oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> I made it out there. I was checking for any other news to grab, and I saw that you had posted something, so I clicked on it real quick, and then I saw uh, it was just a couple of things you'd like that maybe a question of the week, and I was like, I gotta get out of here before I get uh, all these people's awesome ideas and claim them for my own in my <laughs> subconscious. I have to make all of my notes ahead of time. And then go out there. And if it's not in my notes, I don't even bring it up. <laughs> it's oh, so man. hard, too, because there's some of it. And if I do bring it up in, during the middle of the the review, I try to reference their comments. Yes. But I've caught myself a couple times going, I read that somewhere <laughs> after I say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on the internet, so it must be true. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's right. It's I am the aggregate. <laughs> not sure if that's the correct usage of that. guess I'd have to use dictionary.com. You, you could also call yourself the scraper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's not touch that. <laughs> Dude, you've got to watch True Detective. True Detective? Oh man, you'd love it. It's, Mc, it's Matthew McConaughey and... Uh, no, exactly. Can't go into stand. it like that. Go, to, go into it like that. Please. Okay. What that's is what it I on? Thought. It's on HBO. All right, all right, all right. A <laughs> hey, feature Mick breaking in here. We're going to have to split this up and uh, throw this onto the outtake section. So if you want to hear some more of our extended talks about this sort of thing, uh, it'll be at the end after the credits and back to the show. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where were we? We had the longest tangent ever. We're, uh, we're going into the scene where Kelly is talking with Vic, and it's confirmed. Or is it? Oh, I, it's very flirtatious. I think it's enough to say yes. Oh, I'm, I'm saying that... Yeah, I'm thinking they had some sort of uh, activities prior to this scene. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah. I got it on... A, just based on the line, thanks, I got it from here. We can shower on our own, Vic says. Okay, so um, we start talking about who... Maybe we could stay around and help. Well... CJ is painting the symbol on something. What is she painting it on? All kinds of stuff. She's there was a, she was like I heard that spraying sound and at first my first thought was like what is this? I thought it was like the Bianca breath spray dumb and dumber style. 
like, you know, like, <laughs> what are they doing? And then I realized, because I kept going back and listening to it, trying to figure out what it was. And then when I finally went ahead a little bit, I realized it was CJ spray painting. <laughs> like, dang it. I, I was wondering if it was some kind of misting setup for the, for the Skittle stank. <laughs> <laughs> misting station. So yeah, good, you can continue on with what you were saying about Tanya and Kelly were volunteering to go in. Yeah, they were. And uh, Vic didn't like that so much when no. Kelly said she could help out. Being protective of his interest. Mm-hmm. And Saul, but Saul does say how uh, Kelly was really an asset at the hospital. They're going to use the video off of the navigation system for Cody and will not detonate the C4 until they see ink. Oh, man. If only it would happen just like that. Right. That would be really cool. Because they're detonating the C4, this will be a one-shot deal for Cody and will be the end of Cody. Right. The C4 placing robot, which will be going up in the boom himself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I really wish this was going to happen like this. I I don't see it happening like this at all. I do see the C4 going off and killing some zombies, but just not Roberts. Eh, well, I'm wondering if you, if nothing else, they'll take out the, uh, or try to take out the new numbered ones or whatever the heck they are. Oh, yeah. The hybrids. Or Randy. Or Randy. Randy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I just, like, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, it's going to be cool. And then I'm thinking, no, that's not going to happen. So, uh, Saul. Okay, so we didn't really go into too much about how Saul and Tanya did make up earlier, but it seems like they did. And we kind of get a little bit of that confirmation here whenever CJ mentions they might need to get to Bert and Riley and warn them about the area. Yeah, they're going to try to contact them, which should be some good information. And this is where I got that, you know, this is probably where they're going to show up. Right. (laughs) And Saul mentions they might just need some time, right, Mama? Yeah, what was that about? He was just saying that he needed some time and saying they might need some time, kind of like he did, but he's over it. Yeah. Hmm. That kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't know exactly what he was referring to. Yeah, he was just trying to say that he's well, better. I was wondering if they know about uh, Riley killing TARDIS or something. Then it would make more sense. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm wondering what the consensus on that's going to be. Uh, how does everybody feel about that? How does everybody feel about Saul saying they might just need some time? No, 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 no. On uh, sorry, on Riley killing Tardis. I think it was already uh the people that were except for the people that were saying, "Are we sure Tardis is dead?" No, like I'm talking was about that was a pretty vile thing for her to do. I'm talking about the people there, like the in the story. Oh, or if it. Won't be a second thought. Be like, good. Hmm. Yeah, you killed an enemy. Hmm. Well, instead of you killed a defenseless prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Michael tells CJ that they can watch the video from Cody, and CJ seems to love it. She loves the thought of this. Yes, she does. She loves any loves video surveillance. <laughs> yeah. Any video surveillance is going to make her happy. <laughs> <laughs> We're being... Okay, we're being a little bit too hard on her sometimes, but that's just funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has good intentions. Right. But I, I seriously think that's a, a window into what 
ever she was involved with before the outbreak happened. I, I, I'm leaning towards being some kind of espionage or something. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Hopefully we do learn that. That would be cool. It would be kind of cool. Um, so we get another... This this episode's full of these little bitty sayings that if you're not listening for them, you might not catch them. But Michael mentions... Uh, oh, yeah, Kelly tells Michael to watch out. Watch him, will you? Talking about Victor. <laughs> and Michael gives him a, a huge vote of confidence, which is not like Michael lately when it comes to Victor. No. Because he's, you know, he's getting the way he can trust him now. And he, he says he'll be fine. He knows what he's doing. I thought that was huge. Yeah, that was huge. Especially, especially for him just uh, dragging him through the mud any chance he got. Hey, you know, just get on the 50 cal and pay attention this time, will you? Come on. <laughs> Gosh. And then uh, here's the other thing, though. He says this to Kelly when Victor's not around for him to hear it. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, I believe in him, but I'm not ready for the, him to hear it yet. Gotta keep him on his toes. <laughs> okay, so Saul, I could, I had to turn it up. I could not quite hear this line. When he talks to his mom, he says, we'll go over the... Does he say baby books? Yes. When he gets back. Yeah, okay. about child, child care. Yeah, that's what I thought. Either that or this, just the other, you know, the baby books that mothers and fathers keep about their little babies. I wasn't sure like if he said books. I was like, is it books? What's he saying? The baby, what? <laughs> okay. Because it kind of dropped there. And then one of the coolest parts of the episode. Did you catch this? <laughs> the dogs were fighting. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, this scene's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, CJ hands Saul a weapon. A really cool weapon. Her katana. I know. He's going to go Leonardo on some zombies. <laughs> Oh, boy. And you know another reason she handed it to him? Because instead of Victor or Michael, she wants him to make it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there's some other references that I didn't know behind someone giving a sword to someone else that's in the the forum feedback. Interesting. Yeah. Also, she sounded somewhat emotionally affected when she says bye. I caught that, too. Okay, cool. I'm glad I wasn't the only one, or that I'm just digging too deep here. Don't want to do that too much. I've got to do some. So uh, we kind of end out here. Saul's like, "You ready for this? No, but we're gonna do it anyway." And then a nice little guitar music followed by. Well, you know, I was wondering if uh, the katana going back in the sheath was a canned, uh, a canned noise, or if it was something they did on set. That would be cool to know. Yes. Okay. So let's delete, delete. No, don't, don't delete, delete. Wow, we have a lot of episode left. No, not really. We two, got two, two, two scenes, scenes left. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of episode for us have already talked this much about it. Well, we had a long tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so about twenty minute mark. Pegs and Dunbar with CJ, Tanya, and Kelly. And they're gonna be—they're kind of separating, gonna be doing what they're doing. I love—they're—they're kind of doing some, I guess, garrison defense, getting ready for any kind of retaliatory attack. <laughs> Kelly's gonna go to the relay on the roof and work on that. CJ actually has a vote of confidence that there's a solid plan. She's gonna watch the cameras, and also part of this defense is they brought the minigun into the lobby, which is so cool. 
Oh, really? Yes. Totally missed that detail. Oh man, it's <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, you could do you could do a video game so easy out of what this attack is going to be like. <laughs> Set it up. That's a, I know that a few people are trying to work on one, like in a G mod. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. But this would be pretty easy. I mean, you could have a, a scene where it's going to be Michael driving a remote control vehicle with the video feed, waiting for the zombies to come out. And you, you could be Victor shooting at this, you know, the thing that happens later. Michael driving. And then if the zombies do attack Dunbar, you could be on the minigun in the lobby. Tearing them up. Yes. Entrances have reinforced concrete to watch out for the Kool-Aid behemoths. Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the phone rings and we get another one of these tense moments. This was hilarious. This was hilarious, but man, I was I couldn't breathe the way they <laughs> set this up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Are they, already, now. Are, they, are they dying? Are they dead? Is this the end? <laughs> it's Pete. Good old red shirt Pete. Oh my gosh. And he got he got the water pump working. Yeah, you know, my first thought was I was like, oh, does this have something to do with the underground activity? Right. Uh somebody brought up in the live feed live call about um on the live show. They were talking about if they couldn't get the pump working because there was a tunnel under there, right? Yeah. And that was where I, that was the first place I went to when I heard that. I was like, "Oh, it's happening." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, there's some there's some good feedback on this part on the uh, from the forum too. Oh, cool. Well, it's at this point that they uh, CJ Kelly and Peg start to have the discussion about well, if the water's working, then uh, we can go back, right, and get the other colonists back. And CJ says, you know, like a good leader, let's let's wait and see exactly how well it's going to work and. Then we'll get in contact with them and just kind of let them decide. You know, maybe they like it out there. Maybe they're, maybe they're not getting attacked or anything that far from L.A. And the question of not if they would come back. Right. And then Pegs talks, you know, great, we'll have a water source for gardening and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, did you hear the tone in CJ's voice? Like, yeesh, really? <laughs> really? You're going to make dreams. us more food? Jeez. Good. I hated all those nice fresh vegetables. Well, it seems like Peg's so easy to just forget the world around her and focus on her little, you know, part of it. Yeah, that that infectious optimism. You got to watch out for that. I always hear that's bad in survival situations. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it'll piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might not have to be around this kind of people then. <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> So, and then Kelly just goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. The radio is important. (laughs) (laughs) Keep dreaming about your tomatoes and potatoes. Hey, I'm all about it, too. Just (laughs) pick your moments and pick your battles. There's a minigun in the lobby. You can worry about gardening later. (laughs) (laughs) And this next scene is so awesome. It really is. Oh, man. And it's <laughs> such a short scene for how awesome it is, but we had to have a little bit of setup to get to it. We had to have a... Uh, we had to prepare ourselves. <laughs> prepare yourself. Okay, so they, they're getting Cody ready to go. And they're even going so far as the rub repellent sweat on the C4 on Cody, which was pretty cool and pretty smart, just in case uh, they <laughs> want to go start messing with the Cody, I guess. 
Whenever they begin to talk about what all this can do, Michael just mentions it's got enough force to damage the structure. And this is kind of going line by line through this one because there's anything that happened in here is kind of a big deal. But Victor asks, you know, if they're ready for them to shoot it, which at this point, Michael goes into the journal and he starts to talk about and set up this whole scene of what's going to happen. All that stuff you already heard. I've got, you got a lot of notes for that? I've got like four lines. Oh, I've, I've got the entire journal entry here. I'm just trying to pick, pieces, pick pieces of the read. <laughs> Man, I put, yeah, I put that in real short and sweet. I didn't look into it a whole lot because I, I, I'm just, I was so excited. Yeah, that's why I wrote it all down. I was like, I want to capture all of this. <laughs> down the street, near the other entrance where we are exposed to the gas, we set up the jar of attractant quite a ways away. From our vantage point upstairs, Vic was going to shoot at it with a pellet gun. If the plan worked, tunnels would empty, clearing path for Cody. Once they returned inside, boom. And maybe I didn't get the entire journal entry, but that seemed like it. So anyways, uh... They start this mission. Vic shoots it. Zombies come out, just like we talked about. Except they don't come out of the entrance that they were concerned about. I wonder what that meant. Did you read in, read into that at all? No, I, I really didn't. Um, I, I, I didn't think it was going to be... It wasn't a guarantee. They were just happy that one of them was cleared out. But I'm sure that's like a cast system, and it's probably not going to be the easiest to find ink going through one tunnel because I'm sure they segregate. So uh, yeah, they have this they have, do have a target tunnel and they take they do take Cody in there because he's clean and that's how we end unfortunately. <laughs> as good as this was it just sees this empty tunnel guides Cody inside with the almost sinister voice towards the end. And we get some lullaby music. Oh no. Oh no. I'm just realizing what lullaby music might mean. No more zombie babies. Oh, no more zombie babies. Uh, you know, I wasn't even sure that that was going to be the case this time because of the so few human subjects to bring to test on, unless the zombies are making their own babies. Right. So my first thought was, oh, still no scratch. Is she the? You know, is she the new hybrid zombie? <laughs> I just think that would be pretty wicked, but I, I have a pretty good feeling that she's probably out raiding supplies from the colonists that left. Yeah, they're out, they've been out of contact now, so that could be a possibility. Yeah. So Scratch, the, the big hybrid killer zombie, hopefully not. I think it would be very fitting if she became the monster she already is. <laughs> what happens when your monster... Or when you turn and you're already a monster, quoting Tanya a few yeah, chapters back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing it, too. Now, I don't know. That's pretty far-fetched, but it would be awesome. Where's she been? It's as possible as anything else in this story. All right. So, into our... Towards the end of the coverage with the favorite lines and the ratings. Did you happen to pull a favorite line this episode? You know? Oh, what I do is that I thought I highlighted it. Well, Tanya saying finish your own stitches was pretty awesome. That was. Get your crap together. I think that might even be the one that somebody picked. I think I'm going to go with one of Tanya's as well. Uh, she says, I love you, Saul, more than anything, but I can't let you blame me anymore. Yeah, that was pretty powerful. And finally, 
forced him to um, kind of come to grips with it wasn't her fault, which I'm sure is hard to do in that moment. Then ratings. Redbeard gave this a solid five. Oh, you know it. And I'm giving this a 4-2-5, but I'm pretty sure we're about to ramp things up like crazy. And I'm ready to go to the news section. You ready? Sure thing. All right. So, uh, Casey shared some things. He, he posted out a new We're Alive, the series finale page on the Zombie Podcast page. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a lot of this verbatim just because it's stuff you might want to know if you're keeping up with We're Alive. And Chapter 47, Part 3, that's going to air next next Monday, June 30th, in the podcast feed, just like normal. Then, on July 19th, uh, the finale will premiere in L.A. And this is pretty cool. They're planning on um, streaming part of the event online, like the pre-show and the Chapter 47 performance, which was, that's a live, you know, it's going to be a live show of this chapter we're listening to right now. And that's going to all be streamed live. And the, But once the finale starts, the feed will no longer be active. Also, they're not guaranteeing that the stream will be constant because, I mean, they can't control all the you know technical stuff in between them and everybody else that's going to be listening. So they're just going to do their best to get all that going. And plus, that is free. Two days later, Monday, July 21st, as we talked about last week, the finale will be available for purchase for $5 as part of the series finale package. And now we know what that includes, though. This is, this is the new stuff. Uh, it's going to include Chapter 48 and a selection of original music from the series, which is three tracks, which is really cool. Looking forward to picking that up myself. Oh, yeah. Also, he mentions, you know, why? Why are we charging for it? He's like, relax. It'll be free at a later date, and they're doing this now to do a little fundraising and also give the people who couldn't make it to the finale a chance to get it early, which I think is really cool. And uh, I'm definitely going to get it. Redbeard's going to the finale, and I think he's going to get it as well. Oh, yeah. Just to have it. Here's some new stuff, too. Hold on. San Diego Comic Con, July 23rd through the 27th. Uh, They typically have a meet and greet there on Friday, the 25th. And they might have a few other things, too, so stay tuned for updates. And then Monday, July 28th, 2014, there's going to be a finale test screen. Test stream. They're going to stream... Chapter 47, Part 3. They're going to test that at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that will air 47, Part 3 to make sure all the settings are correct for the finale, which will be the next day, Tuesday, July 29th, at 6 p.m. Pacific, which is our time, 8 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, it looks like 9 p.m. Eastern. Finale streaming event online. This will be the streaming of Chapter 48, with a short pre-show online and an after-show uh, Q&A session hosted by us, uh, Mick and Redbeard from the, our fan cast here. Uh, the pre-show starts at 6. It'll give time to get everybody tuned in. And then Chapter 48, the final We're Live chapter at 6.15, immediately followed by a Q&A with the creator, Casey Wayland. About an hour after, after the stream, they'll have the episode available in the normal podcast feed. But... Just for one last hurrah <laughs> or whatever. It's going to be cool to see everybody there. Oh, yes. You going to be there? I, I, I might make it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely honored to have been asked to help host uh, you know, anything to do 
with We Are Live, especially to help out with the finale like this afterwards. It's uh, That means a lot. Oh, yeah. That's going to be an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I want to share this with everybody, but, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You ever seen a ginger cry? <laughs> of course they have. They went to elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. So a little bit of McRed news. We're currently in the process of migrating our content to a dedicated virtual server, web, virtual web server, to hopefully solve these speed issues since they're throttling us down. Oh, man, they're not just throttling us down. They are putting their neck, or their neck, they're putting their freaking foot on our neck right now. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, I almost... Uh, said we need to just stop putting anything out at this point until they get this fixed. But I'm glad I, I'm glad that I didn't bring that up because uh, it turns out some people were actually still able to get it, but it is just slow downloading. Yeah. But I'm excited about the the uh, what this is going to bring us, though. I mean... Oh, we're going to have a lot of functionality brought to the table with any podcast that we continue to do in the future. That and, I mean... You know, if anybody, if we can, if there's other people that want to join the network and need help getting their podcast started and want to uh, find some re- relatively nice price for hosting. Oh, yeah. Or, man, if you want, I know we get a lot of uh, independent short story writers and uh, just a lot of creative people out there that listen to We're Live. And so if you guys need a place to throw your stuff, just let us know. Right. Okay, we're ready to go on to the question of the week and listener mail and all that stuff, followed by forum feedback. Yes. Beautiful. All right, question of the week. What kind of crazy, funny, silly, serious, maybe realistic thing is uh, Ink working on under there? <laughs> What's all that rumbling? And Doofus Monkey says, uh, Inhuman Centipede. Where are you looking at? I added this one, and it was a very recent entry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I meant to uh, not spring that on you, but sorry. No, it's all good. So I got the next one to be Todd's. Yeah. Okay. A vaguely humanoid creature with green skin, a tentacle beard, and tattered, undersized bat wings. Ia, Ia? What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one that's lost on that. I'm sure sure people know what that is. I-A exclamation, I-A exclamation. Yeah. Okay, and the next one is from The One With Podcast, or at Josh Solbach on Twitter. says, Ink's next project is a giant Cthulhu monster. Oh, no. (laughs) I knew this was going to go Lovecraft on us. Is that Lovecraft? I don't know. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't think he's the person to coin Cthulhu, but... (laughs) (laughs) Lovecraftian. We'll go there, I guess. Sai on Twitter, she's letting us know uh, uh, little tree moths, little trehemoths, I guess. Little ones with the speed and furiosity and the strength of a big one and the shell of a tree. That's that's terrifying. Then we've got Chuck at Chuck Norris 1701. Um, I hope Chuck's a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) use all the Chuck Norris we can get flying behemoths and musical little ones Uh, just kidding maybe just an army of bearded Randy clones yes oh no (laughs) there's more than one oh good old Adam he says the bagged milkman 
I think that may be my dad. Uh, using the advanced <laughs> technology of bag milk juggernaut suits, he is—he has strong bones, really strong. <laughs> Good old Adam. And then Todd followed that up with the next one. Yeah, Todd followed that up with an epic beard. Wait, sounds familiar also. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, I got another one I'm going to spring on you. Mm-hmm. Witch Doctor posted some interesting stuff on the forums and says, so underground zombie stuff seems to have been there for a long time, prehistoric even. It wipes out a population and buries its dead and itself underground, never to be heard from for a millennia or eons or even a very long time. Happened before, when, and to, who, or what? Given this is probably as much of an answer as we're, you know, we're already, you know, we've already, let me rephrase that. Given we've probably been given as much of an answer as we're going to get, we want to know what your thoughts and theories are on this subject. They want to know what ours are, or just nope, he was asking nope. anybody. I'm, I'm taking his little, you know, statement here and saying I'm going to turn that into a question. What do what does the audience think of this? Hmm. What does the audience think that the thing is the origin? On? The origin. Just oh. go. Let your imagination go, oh, go wild. And, if I had yeah. time to think about it, go ahead. Me? Let me give me yeah, give me a second here. I didn't have time to think about it. Well, uh, you had more I, time than I did. You wrote it down. No, this is a question for next week. We don't need to answer oh, it today. My bad. I'm sorry. I thought you were <laughs> springing it on me. I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> no, easy there, Mick. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Making my freckles pulse. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one danger. Okay. The question of the week is what is the origin? Yep. Who, what, when, where? Can you think of times in history's past where this could fit, you know, the dead being buried? What is it? What What's that one, like the Great Extinction called, like the Time of the Dying or something like that? I mean, it's got a very ominous name. The Time of the Dying? It's a, let's see, uh, Mass Extinction Names. Let's see, um... I think it's called like the Great Dying. What is it called? The Great Dying. Yes, the Permian Triassic extinction event. Colloquially, I can't. It's too late to say this word. Known as the Great Dying. Wow. Isn't that? Isn't that? I mean, if you have to be part of any extinction event against your will, at least have a sweet name like the Great Dying. All right. So moving on to uh, listener mail, tweets, and Facebook posts. We received some mail from a listener, a good friend, Lisa, and it starts out like this. I'm really enjoying your podcast and wish I'd found it sooner, and I'm really enjoying your interviews. Uh, does Scott Marvin's Burt voice remind anyone else of a throat sore Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else has mentioned that. You're not the only one. That's so funny. As she continues, it's so odd. The haze seems to have something to do with turning people into zombies. But the zombies avoided the area the haze was strongest because it was supposedly toxic to them, though they might be used to it now. Uh, decomposing zombies give off some version of said toxic haze, but zombies can and do eat each other, maybe only if the victim loser is alive. Victim slash loser. When they brought back the dead bodies of the other zombies, they didn't seem to eat them. Maybe like how the regular zombies can't tell the difference between skittle smell and an authentic zombie. They also can't smell the difference between a zombie and a human after they're dead. So they brought back 
all the bodies they found, and the smarter ones sorted out the inedible ones when they got to the arena? That's hmm. she's, uh, posing that question. And then ends with, thanks for the excellent podcast, guys. Thanks for writing us, and you're welcome. We love doing this. Uh, that's a That's a good point. That is a good point. That would make sense as to why they were piling them up like that. Mm-hmm. Because we know they fed, I'm guessing, the not-turned ones to the growing little ones. Very interesting. Thank you, Lisa. I'm going to have to chew on that a little bit. <laughs> That's delicious. Great. Yes. And I want to take a second to thank Ann Boland uh, for taking time to leave us a really nice note. Um, yeah, that kind of floored me, and it, it meant a bunch to us. I appreciate it. Thank you. See, Adam says, I'm so tempted to buy the commercial and fill these two minutes with something really stupid. <laughs> and I replied to him. I said, hey, we already did you. We already did two commercials for you. With the, Let's do it. With Tony Ray. <laughs> Tony Ray did two different commercials for him for uh, some funny thing. We put, the, uh, put one of them as an outtake a few episodes back. It was great. <laughs> it was fun. See, Cat uh, Lero says, I'm so excited for the Nate G's interview. Can't stop smiling at my desk. <laughs> she says, dang it, made me do it again, responding out loud. Nate G's saying he can power through the whole show in a few days. Nope. <laughs> Hashtag good luck. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can do it, Nate G's can do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening and always interacting, Cat. Uh, Miranda... Music says, uh, this interview is freaking amazing. Nate is awesome. I love Nate. Go. Go, Nate, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really, really cool. That was a lot of fun. That was. I was. I can't wait to listen to it in its entirety again. Eric Austin, he writes, uh, love the podcast, gents. You do a great job recapping We Are Live and bringing theories from the forums to those of us who aren't on often or at all. With the show coming to a close, have you considered going back to the very beginning and covering the entire show again with all the insights and spoilers from the full series? Might be cool to see just how much everyone overlooked that Casey put in since the start. Keep up the good work. You know, he's not the only person that asked for that. Yeah, do you want to... There's a a few more down there of Holly's. She says kind of the same thing. I'll go ahead and read it now since we just kind of... Touching on the same thing, Holly mentions that after the finale, you should release a fan cast where you go back through the old ones and have clips of yourselves discussing possible theories. Then go back to the present and look at them after we have the ending. It, w- it would be awesome. Whew, it'd be very enduring. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mentioned to him that we, or I mentioned to her that we have tossed that around even before we even released episode one, thought that that might be a possibility, but I'm just not sure if after the finale and everything, if people are still going to be, you know, worried about listening to We're Alive or they're going to move on to the next thing. I don't know. Yeah, if we do, it would probably be like chapter reviews. Yeah, I would probably definitely do chapter at a time. Though we do have a, we do have part one, chapter one recorded as a test recording. I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> which is <laughs> terrible and kind of funny to listen to. <laughs> but that you can find. Wait, do we do we have that out there on the buy our stuff? I mean, no, uh, that's not out there currently. Okay. But that's a funny one. And then here's some feedback, starting with after today's show. The Haventon uh, wants to know what's with the creepy, chilling lullaby music box to exit music, or exit music at the end of the episode. 
Also, his favorite quote is, finish your own stitches, because that's what my mother would have said. <laughs> <laughs> well, that music was very creepy, and your mother is awesome. <laughs> uh, let's see, Julian Mark Stacy says, the cliffhanger at the end of Chapter 47 Part 2, just when it was getting really good as well. I know. So I like that all the time. Just as it's getting really good. Join us in one week. Alright, Chris Eads, he says, uh, Greg Miller is Pete. He kicked cancer's butt, and now he's upstaging Datu by fixing the water pump. We're Alive is coming to a close. I have a hunch that some aspect of the story will be left open-ended with Casey, deciding to come back to it at some point in the future. Sort of like the TV show Heroes, where you have Volume 1 divided into two parts. I may be crazy, but hanging on to that hope that there may be uh, more We're Alive in some form helps me sleep easier at night. Oh, and Peg's saying, well, at least we have our water source back. Maybe I can even start gardening again. Personally, I think uh, making sure people have enough to drink is more important than your stupid cabbages. (laughs) 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 There's plenty to go around, Chris. Come on, man. You and me, Chris. We know. We've been been cool so long. Don't don't pull this now, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Chris Combatant says, it's a different Chris. Uh, subtitles, Sounds of Footsteps. I can't figure out if there's there was more in this episode or if I was more sensitive to it. I think we touched on that a little bit. We did. And I think that's Casey just kind of dangling the carrot. Yes, turning that suspense and tensing up to 11 on us. Oh, it was good. It's going to get worse. To 11? All right, to finish out the listener feedback... Uh, from Facebook and Twitter and email and all that. Uh, current occupant on Facebook says, For some creepy reason when the phone rang, I was expecting Scratch to be on the line. But that did lead to my fav- one of my favorite lines with CJ and Pete's initial comments. Uh, next best line was Saul to M- and Michael. You ready for this? No, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> he mentions he just found the fan cast about a month ago and have been doing a marathon relist in the season 4, followed by the fan cast of each one. Caught a few things I missed the first time, though. Wow. Awesome. He started with the Scott Marvin interview, by the way. We, we were talking a little bit more after this. What, oh, really a, cool. what an episode to enter on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. There's not much uphill from there. <laughs> but that is, that's a serious marathon going back. Oh, yeah. Many, many chapters and parts. And us droning on. Well, whenever we get to the point where we have a little downtime in between projects, we'll probably go back through and listen to it ourselves and try to do some critiques and kind of learn from mistakes, which I look forward to because it should be a laugh. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wish we had all the outtakes in just one big thing. Oh, my gosh. The real outtakes, not just, you know, extended (laughs) cuts that we put at the end. (laughs) Okay, so we got the forum feedback, and with this, over. I uh, I didn't divide it up. It's just we'll do one and trade off. Okay, back and forth. So go ahead and take the first one. All right, uh, PMC Hawk says, "Poor Pete." To which Genix replied, "Yep, Pete is toast." <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking that too. I was like, Why is that? Because he he you know he was expected for a long time to be a red shirt, mm-hmm. and I think he's just waiting for something to happen, and he's gonna die. Oh yeah. I've, I'm, I can't believe his, he's been around as long as he has. No. 
See, uh, Storm on the forum said, was I the only one almost expecting Scratch to be there in the phone? Didn't expect Pete, that's for sure. And when it turned out to be him, I just hoped that he, he'd start coughing just a little. It would suck big time if they had got the pump fix only to receive the first burst of Z-gas. Oh my gosh. That would have been terrible. Tactically, <laughs> JHP. That scene with Saul and Tanya was emotional and explained a lot. Michael said Vic knows what he is doing. High praise coming from Michael. CJ gave Saul her katana, sign of affection in some circles. The pump is working. Pete is the man. Cody is in. And then Michael Swan tells us to prepare yourself for the finale, which is also the subtitle of the episode. Interesting. Sign of affection in some circles. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I googled it. Yep, sure enough. Hmm. No, I don't know if it's playing out here or not. I think there's going to be a lot of innuendos to that being a possibility. Yeah. be a good See, pairing. Um, if it's a time jump, it might be acceptable. But <laughs> Yeah. For it to happen so quick. No. I think some people might revolt. I, right. I think it'll be one of the things that he'll just kind of leave it up to us to decide whether it happens or not. Yeah, it probably will happen if they're alive. See, uh, Witch Doctor says, So Randy didn't bite Saul hard enough to really do physical harm, like kill him. Hmm. Still think there's a possibility that Randy still has some good in him. Hopefully, while they are trying to destroy the yet-to-be-completed tunnel, Randy will realize the good still in himself. Ink tries to force Saul to turn or die, then Randy saves Saul's life by throwing him into the underground crack. Saul and Randy escape just before Lando Michael blows up the tunnel. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) It it should be interesting. I don't know if Randy cares anymore. I think that he's just using that knowledge to his advantage. Hmm. I don't know. There's something going on there. Some raw emotions of some sort, possibly. But. <clears throat> PMC Hawk says, I feel confident the pump isn't working yet. That is why I said this. It was Max who was with Pete fixing the pump, right? There was no sound on the phone other than Pete. Nothing in the background. Seems to me Max is dead. Pete was forced to call. <laughs> and I just thought this was an interesting thing. Oh, yeah. Like the dude's got a gun to his head right now. Right. Did he, was he saying like, hey, come on, get out of here, bring pegs. He didn't say anything like that, did he? No. I can't remember. You'd think he'd be like, okay, when are we going to meet up? But, like, you know. Scratch I, would want the meeting. As soon as this happened, you know, the the immediate thought was that the people that left the colony could come back. Which, you know. It, it it would it it seems like it would bring people to the colony, which is maybe what uh, Scratch would want. Right. Who knows? So, Cat, being Cat, said uh, said that and Saul's still gonna die. All right, Cat. I don't know what your problem is. Saul's <laughs> not gonna die. You need to calm down with that. Had it up to here. You love that Nate G's interview, and you you want to kill him like that? Not cool. Man, I'm going to tell Nate you said that. <laughs> All right, G-Nix says, uh, Gen-X, I think. G-Nix, <laughs> if CJ makes it to the end and Saul doesn't, I'm totally pulling pulling a Casey and flipping a table. And that, Yeah, that was in reply to Kat's little comment. Huh. <laughs> That's right, me and, me and Gen-X were there. We're right there, eye to eye. <laughs> you probably don't like pegs either, do you, Kat? Well, we're we're good with that one. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yet, yet another bloody cheek posted up a a comic of the 
of one of the Mars rovers. Which one is this? Do you know? This is Spirit. This, this is, is the Mars rover Spirit. Yeah, this is terribly sad. <laughs> uh, it's a great little comic. You should go out on the uh, forums and check it out underneath the episode discussions. Yeah, it's a, it's the story of of a uh, Spirit rover if it was sentient. Poor, <laughs> poor guy. Oh. <sighs> Okay, man. I guess that's guess that's all of the stuff we had to cover tonight. Yeah, that's a show and a half. It is. If the show was an hour, then that was definitely a show and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just see. like to say thank you again to everybody that listens and everybody that uh, interacts with us on Facebook at facebook.com/wafancast or on Twitter at wafancast. Have a lot of fun talking with all you guys, and it seems like every week there's two or three new people that are starting to starting to just join the conversation. We want to hear what you think because we've got some crazy ideas. We need to hear what yours are. <laughs> Be our sanity check. <laughs> yes, please. So you've been listening to who? I'm I'm Redbeard's friend Mick, and I'm Mick's friend Redbeard. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Till next oh, time. Horny. yep love you guys see you next week for the oh wait for the live show right we need to hammer out a time if we're gonna do a if we're gonna do a uk show the only time i could think about doing one would be the saturday morning for the for us which would be saturday afternoon for them following Mm. which would be a kind of a late show but we've got plenty of time between the finale and uh so the fifth let me look see yeah, July the 5th. That's a holiday weekend. They should be good to, it should be good to go for them. And I don't right. have big plans. Them, but anybody here that wanted to do it is probably going to be busy. Hmm. True. true. <laughs> Let's just do two of them. Just do two of them? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to promise that straight away, as my British friends would say. Just <laughs> yet. But yeah, look for more information on when those live shows will be. And if we cannot do the first one at a UK-friendly time, we'll definitely do a second one sometime before the finale. All right, so like we said, this is Mick. And this is Redbeard. Talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Gotta watch True Detective. True Detective? Oh, man. You'd love it. It's, Mc- it's Matthew McConaughey and... Uh, no, exactly. Can't go into stand. it like that. Go to go into it like that, please. Can't. What That's is what it I on? Thought. It's on HBO. I mean, where I could watch it.
uh, on HBO with somebody else's HBO Go. Well, that ain't gonna happen. Why? I'm too cheap, and I'm not gonna steal someone else's crap. Oh. <laughs> no, it is. Wow. Matthew McConaughey. No, you can, you can talk that all you want, but believe me, I love Matthew McConaughey now. I know, I know. Hmm? <laughs> oh, he kills me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, I'm a huge McConaughey fan now. I got to <laughs> see Dallas Buyers Club. I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, I have no interest in watching that either. He's different, man. He won, you know, he won you the know, award for that. All right, all right, all right. No, but Edge of Tomorrow, I don't know anything about it except it's a time loop movie. And I'm determined to talk, to uh, yeah, to watch and maybe talk time travel movies. I love them. It. It's, I don't think it's a time loop movie, is it? Yeah, I thought it, it is. I thought it was. Uh, it's more like a video game, and he just keeps getting new lives. Yeah, except it's not a video game. I don't think. It sure looks like a video game. <laughs> uh, okay, if you don't want to go see it, whatever. I'll find somebody else that likes time travel movies. I don't know. You know, something happened after I watched Vanilla Sky, and I just can't look at him the same anymore. Vanilla Sky was amazing. It was amazing. I just can't look at him like just the same anymore. It messed. No, that messed me up. I can. I can understand that. That movie messed me up. That is like the. That is one of the biggest reasons. But let me see plot. It was so sad. It's very depressing. You watch Center of the World and Memento. Oh, and- I seen Memento. Uh, what's the other one? There's a couple drug-based movies that are just like, uh, I just want to go crawl in a corner. Train spotting. What is the other one? There's another one. I've there. seen train spotting. I didn't. I, I didn't get into it that much. Um, Salt and Sea. Never heard of that one. It's good. It's Val Kilmer. It's Not time travel. No, those aren't time travel. Those are terrible, depressing movies. Okay. I mean, they're they're good, but they're very depressing. Well, one of them was kind of. Uh, well, that you mentioned was kind of weird. Train spotting's definitely got some weird stuff going on in it. <laughs> yeah, it's called heroin. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Memento. I guess because of his short-term memory loss, it's kind of like time travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all fragmented. Yeah, it messes with the timeline, which I like. All right, all right, all right. Okay, to set up this next part here, uh, we had a listener who had a project to do and wanted to make it as we're live Easter eggy as he could. So um, he asked me if, uh, if we're live fancast could help, and this is what we put together. Basically, he had this. It was supposed to be warning people about this product called Shoe Shut, and uh, we we're supposed to do a little radio improv thing about Shoe Shut and talk about it and all that crazy stuff. So. Here, uh, here it is, and see if you can guess who it was that uh, said they'd do it with us. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, that was We're Staying Alive by Casey and the Cross Boys. What did you think about that there, Robbins? I think that was a fantastic old disco ditty. I loved it. It was. It's, well, yeah. it's been a while yeah. since we heard Casey and his big giant afro singing that song. Yeah, he really can shake his thing. He can. Uh, he really can, yeah. Uh, welcome back to, by the way, welcome back to Y102 Blackhawk Radio. Uh, we've, uh, we've got some awesome news stories for you today. Top of the news, the shoe shut. Have you heard of this? The shoe shut yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the like, kind of like Lysol or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some kind of disinfectant, the shoe shut. I, uh, I hear it's got some horrible hide effect, uh, side effects. Uh, I, I don't know. It might have hide effects as uh, well. Actually, I, that's part of it. It's <laughs> making people's digits invisible like whatever they spray 
it they're hidden from what you know they can't see it anymore that's that is terrifying i'd love to spray it on all of my bills <laughs> You know what I mean. Oh, I, I know what you mean. I'm not sure how that works, though, Robbins. I don't think. That's I mean, it. I would like to spray them on my bills and not have to pay my bills. That's what I'm saying. I don't know oh. if you're understanding that. Maybe my uh, mailbox. I don't. I don't think the uh, the companies, the credit collectors, are going to like that. But I don't care because I've got shoe shut. Shoe shut. Hmm. We'll have to. I'm, that's a yeah, positive no, spin. I'm, we might need to call their PR department. <laughs> they might have. Uh, they might. This might save their company. No, but seriously, don't use this stuff. Uh, I hear. You use this. You use this once. You wipe it down. It's like acid. The next morning you wake up, your counters—they're gone, melted to the floor. Oh my goodness! I know. I know. Wow. It's it's pretty serious. And from some of my ginger friends, I hear that if they get it anywhere close to them, they lose freckles, and that is a bad deal. Is it really though? Is it really bad if they lose some of those freckles? It's freckle. That is ginger cred right there. You have to have the freckles. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to mess with your ginger cred. <laughs> Uh, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get that uh, that new song up here, uh, Tattooed by Willie Roberts. Uh, this is Y102 Blackhawk Radio. Sounds great. Let's play it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, just a warning. This is the very last little short bit, and it's going to be a little bit suggestive. So give you just a few seconds to mute or turn it off or whatever. But like I said, we just try to keep everybody aware. It's, it's kind of silly, but... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. Uh, it was more like we could shower on our own. <laughs> Come along. Very fitting when you're about to when you're talking about going into a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> With a robot. <laughs> well, that's better. <laughs> 